0: You're listening to Market Champions, a podcast on navigating the financial markets. Here's your host, Srivastava Prakash.
1: This episode of Market Champions is brought to you by Simplify ETFs. For more information, visit Simplify.us. No Simplify funds will be discussed during this podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Market Champions. Today, I've got my friend, Devin Crane, who is the co-founder of Breaking Equity Strategies. Devin, it is awesome to have you here.
0: Yeah, thank you very much for having me, Sri. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Devin.
1: And, you know, to, to start, you know, Tell the audience a little bit about your background, you know, how you got interested in finance and sort of your journey to founding breaking equity strategies, because it's in a way unconventional (laughs) because you don't have the conventional type of finance background. So.
0: No, I, I, um, I'm definitely disconnected from, from like the traditional finance path and building tools like this. Um, But I think it's kind of nice because I'm bringing a fresh perspective of it. So how, how I came about the idea for breaking equity. Um, let's see. So I started. I started my career off like building simple automations, and I've been working in AI and ML for the last. Oh, I want to say about ten years. Just working with software and figuring out how to solve problems and automate them, and and where where you can build efficiencies. Um, and then this application came out you may have heard of it called Robinhood, and mm-hmm. uh you know they they sort of opened up trading in my eyes because you didn't really need you know the twenty five thousand dollars to open up a brokerage account or the five thousand dollars to open up one of those accounts um and it was really really interesting to me and i got i got deep into trading because i was always really sort of aware of stocks and bonds like wolf like wolf of wall street um And then uh, the movie Wall Street with Michael Douglas came out and like that seemed super interesting because these guys were dealing with a lot of money, you know, and like this is this is a new world. Super exciting. Um, And uh, when that when when Robin Hood came out, I was I got deep into trading, like I got I got really deep. I read as many books as I could. Um, I started learning about technical analysis and fundamental analysis and sentiment analysis. and I joined all these chat rooms, uh, and I started reading all these forums. And you know, like I, I found Wall Street bets early, uh, you know, like real early. So you could say I'm almost a DJ in, in that respect. Um, but I saw this, and then as I as I started reading more and learning more about markets, and you know, started getting into Ray Dalio and Bridgewater, like what I found is that they're just applying systems to the market and then automating those systems or repeating those systems but just manually um and then i was like okay how do i participate in the firm like renaissance or bridgewater or the magellan fund and i was like oh man you have to you have to have a lot of money to participate um i'm not one of those guys um but i'm pretty smart and I, I figured it out M- meanwhile my uh my co-founder michael and i um you know, we had met and we were talking about, you know, trading and like, what are you trading at work? And like, hey man, did you see Datadog today? Hey dude, I traded Tesla. What about NVIDIA? You know, AMD is a rocket ship, all this kind of stuff. Um, and we're just, we're just sort of talking and like figuring out what, what sort of works in the market. And, and we both worked in automation and AI and um, uh he's a pretty smart guy too and finally we like we were talking around this idea of just automating our trades and like he had subscribed to some like motley fool newsletter um and some other newsletters and we were like it would be amazing if we could build our own platform to automate our trades um and we're both sort of systems oriented thinkers and we were like you know what Let's just build an MVP and see if it works, like a minimally viable product, and see if we can actually see if we can actually build something like this. If we could like cobble something together, uh, and we did, and it worked, and it was like when it when wow. it worked the first day, we were like, oh man, this could be something good. You know that feeling like when you like when you put out good work and you're just like, oh, this is good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice sense of achievement that you get. Um, yeah. Um, and then we kind of we evolved from there and we built Breaking Equity and it works. Um, you can build your own ETFs uh, and trade them automatically on the broker of your choice. You can screen for the right opportunities. You can trade all types of equities. And we have, we have a lot of big plans coming in the near future for what we're trying to do. Um, but we're on like our third iteration now, um, and don't have any plans to stop, so we want to keep going
1: absolutely. And you know, you founded this you know in September 2020, so you know, back in the depths of the pandemic. You know, what's yeah, you know, what is interesting is you know, your breaking equity has over 3,000 users. So, you know, before we go further, uh, could you sort of explain okay, what, what does breaking equity do, and you know yeah why should people be using it
0: great question so this this gets into you know why should people automate their trades um and why should people uh look at automating trading look at automated trading as a way to trade as part of their portfolio we're not saying like go out and and just uh invest everything you have in automated trades rather we're saying like use a portion of your portfolio you know Uh, to, to invest in this active type of movement. And we really think that's part of it. Um, But why would you do something like this? So uh, the reason we came up with this was because when we were working our full-time jobs, we would hop on a call um, and we would be talking to one another and we didn't have the opportunity to take a look at the charts or find the right entry opportunities. And like every single day, um, there's some sort of time like time arbitrage, not, not a real arbitrage, but there's some sort of inefficiency in the market. Um, and what automated trading does is gives you the power to find those opportunities because while you as an individual are limited in the amount of scope that you can see and, and find in charts and things like that and what you're looking at and you know what data is being presented, computers have that power to do this for you. And this is what we're employing and we're building strategies around this that people can employ. And one of the strategies that we have is like, it's, it's one of the people, one of the ones that people love is the inverse Jim Cramer ETF (laughs) that we've built. And like, no disrespect to Jim Cramer, but he's a lightning rod and he's out there, but you know, people watch his show at six o'clock and then, you know, he gives a list of what he's holding and what he's selling and all this type of stuff. And, we automate that for you. So you can go and do that. And you can automate newsletters. Like another one is we've automated Reddit sentiment. So you don't actually have to go through and read everything that's going on in Reddit, uh, but you can actually automatically trade on your behalf with a specific type of strategy. So this is mm-hmm. this is the type of power and things that you can do with our platform compared to just, you know, looking at your phone, going to your broker, clicking, you know the right option or the right equity or whatever, buy, sell, limit prices. Computers can do this so much faster. Um, and then on top of that, the order management system that you're using. So the backend system, oftentimes trades will register before you're even able to figure out what exactly is happening and then start managing the position for you. And then the one of the most vital aspects of automated trading is managing your risk in trading. So the number one rule of trading is don't lose money or preserve your money as much as possible, right? Um, It's kind of a big rule. Uh, And what I found is oftentimes when you trade, you get emotionally invested in what's going on. And there's so many other data points around you that you're looking at that automated trading does this for you in an active sense. So if you're distracted for one second, you can still manage your risk. If you miss an opportunity, automated trading finds that risk, um, and this is this is what we're really trying to do.
1: Mm-hmm. And and when you say you know, for example, you've got the inverse Jim Kramer strategy. So are these strategies constructed by breaking equity, or are they constructed by other traders? And you know, they post them on breaking equity, and you can go yeah, that's a you-
0: really good question. That's a really good question. So we're building a marketplace for for people to. Effectively exchange ideas uh, and strategies. Um, we've built sort of this commu- we built this community aspect of how people can formulate trades and the way that they can should construct them and the way that they should think about trading. Um, and you know we are building uh, sort of the initial models for how to construct these ETFs and construct the marketplace. Um, but people are actually posting their own. Um, and creating their own strategies and then making them available. And there's, uh, we're working on this marketplace right now where people will be able to create their own strategies and then you can actually stake against them. So you can use a token to stake against that strategy and however the strategy is performing, um, you know, you'll be able to trade with that strategy or not. And one of the differences that I kind of want to highlight in this, in this respect is there's this concept of copy trading where you'll like sign up for a newsletter, you'll sign up for a chat room or a service. Um, this isn't, this isn't really copy trading because you're not just following an individual. You're following a strategy and you're following data and you're following, you know, L2 uh, compared to someone just saying, oh hey, I'm buying this or I'm doing this. And it provides that sort of like a, you know, that data driven mechanism to validate the process. And you have management over that data behind
1: it. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as you mentioned, so if you have, if, even if you have, say, for example, a chat room, but let's say an experienced seasoned trader. So hey, if the trader places a trade at, say, 2 p.m. and, you know, you're at work or you're outside or, you know, you don't have access to your broker dealer, you know, you're going to have a problem or like a lag by the time you place the trade. And so I guess, you know, you're solving that problem as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's really one of the components that we're we're trying to solve for, which is, you know, one of the things that most frustrated me, and I'll, I'll never forget it. But there was this opportunity with Amazon where they came out with a PR release, uh-huh. and or not not Amazon, sorry, it was Netflix, um, and it was super telegraphed, uh, but I missed the whole thing because I was on a call. And I didn't have that chart up, and instead of having some sort of sentiment analysis to automate that trade, I totally missed it. And like, had I had a simple automation, like a very simple automation, I could have caught that whole that whole profit margin. Um, and you know that that's like that's also one of the rules in the game of trading, which is don't leave money on the table. Right, protect your risk, but you know. Make money when the opportunity is there. Yeah. Yep.
1: And mm-hmm. and you know, if you go on the breaking equity website, you know, broadly speaking, you know, you've got to um You've got in a way to your products when so you, you've got the marketplace, which I think you briefly discussed and mm-hmm. that's sort of where, you know, people create strategies and then start to try and sell them. And then the second thing is the Algo Lab, which is to go, yeah. which is also interesting. So could you explain what, what exactly does the Algo Lab do? And also go into a little more detail on the marketplace. How does it work? And, you know, the monetization process when it comes to building and selling yeah. strategies. Yeah.
0: Both, both good questions. So the, let me start with the algo lab. The algo lab is where you are able to first screen for opportunities, right? So how do you find the right opportunities, and what other criteria that you're looking for? And you may be familiar with tools like FinViz, uh or screeners within like TV Ameritrade, or, or you know, there's there's dozens of tools out there setting alerts for price levels, um, and what the screen does is it builds weighted probabilities for the best types of entries and exits based upon that specific type of strategy. So in the Algo Lab, you can screen for those opportunities, then you can build your strategy around the screen. And what I mean by building the strategy around the screen is what are those criteria that you actually want to enter and exit trades and how do you manage that risk? Do you have a trailing loss? Do you have a total number of trades that you want to make against it? Um, then you analyze the data in the lab, and it basically presents the data for like the win loss ratios, what's the maximum drawdown, you know, is it profitable uh, compared to a buy and hold strategy? Because dollar cost averaging and buy and hold are, are you know, are obviously viable strategies, um, and something that should be part of your portfolio. Uh, and then you could actually paper trade it. So the, the lab allows you to take your your uh, your hypothesis and build a thesis around it. Um, And then actually paper trade to find out how it's doing in in the existing market. Um, And one of the interesting concepts around the lab is even in existing scenarios, you're always able to evolve these strategies, right? Because the market is never never consistent. Um, So you have to have like different strategies for different types of market environments that you want running to perform in certain environments. And like the last six months has been a bear environment, right? Or bear market where your shorting strategies uh, would be super successful, and your long strategies may not. But how do you actually test those, and how do you create those those types of uh, strategies and the screens for them, and the way that they operate? Um, uh-huh. And then you can launch them live.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. And and so, what kind of strategies can actually be tested? using the algo lab, So for example, you know, if someone was, so uh, if someone wanted to test say a basic, um, say an RSI divergence, you know, would, would that be possible? You know, what are the more advanced strategies that can be tested on the platform and you know, how yeah, is it that from other back testers?
0: Yeah, that's, that's great. So, so what you'll see is a lot of back testers or a lot of like automated trading solutions, they really solve for like drag and drop and very, very simplistic, strategies very transparently and there's there's this um there's this differentiation where you'll see um it's, sorry my son my son just jumped into the room so if you can give me just one minute
1: so yeah so you were talking about where i think we got cut out there so you were talking about yeah. you know how breaking equities back test is different from other ones so
0: yeah so so one of the ways that uh, we're slightly different is a lot of the, sh- the strategy builders that you see out there are, you know, drag and drop, very limited variables, not exactly defining the risk management portion. They don't integrate both how you find the trade, uh, the probabilities of the tr- those trades, and then uh, the actual strategy component. Um, we provide the extensibility and flexibility with which people can create more complex strategies, right? The strategies that actually can well define uh, can be well-defined within certain market environments. So, you know, an RSI divergence is a very easy one, Uh, but we have individuals who like actively trade, you know, if XPX is up and RTY is down, find it, find, you know, these three types of stocks, whether going, you know, triple levered long, triple levered short, whatever it may be, and create a strategy based on that. So we're able to take the juxtaposition in the marketplace of the correlations between stocks and the juxtapositions or like the the trading pairs or, you know, the divergence within these and actually apply automated trading trading behind them. Mm -hmm. So the lab is really like this environment where, you can really put together these more complex strategies, but it's not creating the full spectrum of what people consider as algo trading. Like we provide the framework with which you can do this in an overly simplified fashion. Mm-hmm.
1: And and um, and so for example, you know, if someone deal someone trades with interactive brokers or TD Ameritrade or Robinhood, you know, does so does breaking equity automatically connect with <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, so one of the, one of the key tenants is uh, we want to go to where traders are and we want to provide the information for the, where, you know, at the everyday individual is most familiar uh, because, you know, trading is hard. So we want to make it as easy as possible for people to understand, hook up their brokers and really get going with this as quickly as possible.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it. One more thing about the backtesters. So typically, when people think about backtesting strategies, so excluding, you know, the automated backtesters that you can find on the web, you know, usually people resort to executing some kind of code um, on Python, etc. And usually the learning curve to learn how to code is steep. Now, you know, you can obviously, if you wanted to just test saying you know, on a moving average crossover strategy. You can typically find the code on GitHub or somewhere on someone's blog, and you, know, mm-hmm. you can almost just always copy paste it. But when it comes to breaking equities backtester, so one, you know, in terms of code, you know, is, is it code is a code intense, and if so, you know, what what kind of
0: code does it actually use? So so it's so we use in in the lab right now we're using we're using Python. So it's you know Python is this I think the second most common development language and and growing. More year after year than any of the development language possible. Um, so we're we're using common libraries. We have a very active support network, um, and people are actually helping each other develop these strategies uh, as as they're, as they're actually developing them. Um, and we do, you don't need to actually go and copy and paste from GitHub and create your own infrastructure. Everything's able. Everything's self encapsulated meaning it's not—it's no longer setting up pandas to in, to hook up the API uh, to your broker and OAuth in uh, via the server, servers you had to stand up on AWS. This is literally just that self-encapsulated IDE, you know, uh, integrated development environment where you're able to just sort of build and run, build and test. Uh, and the data uh, is institutional grade. So that's also a net benefit where you don't have to pay for your monthly subscription of data that can range from like 40 $49 a month upwards of $1000 a month you know and for an individual that's just not feasible to pay for all of these things and this is this is actually one of the things that we think is a differentiator which is you know right now it's cost prohibitive as an individual uh, both from a, a a time perspective and a financial perspective to do this right The reason I, the reason we started building this was because, you know, we thought about building an algorithm for ourselves and the amount of time it would take us to build something valuable was going to be a year long, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? And we spent two years in developing, developing a platform to enable people to do this in minutes, right? And it's, it's all about developing something meaningful and something valuable and and really just finding better trading outcomes.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And and so that's uh, uh, and so you know when it comes to the products uh, so you said you have institutional grade data and you know obviously you know a lot of people uh, a lot of people within the finance industry typically rely on say their Bloomberg terminal which is obviously super expensive for the average individual so if you but <laughs> yeah. but, but you know but but I'm curious so when it comes to the uh, the kind of products that you know you can backtest against so is it is it mostly just stocks or can you say you know look at fx commodities
0: right right now it's right now it's equities um and we're looking to move towards crypto as sort of the next asset offering uh available uh and the reason that we want to move towards crypto is because there's there's really two infrastructures there's You know, what I consider old infrastructure, which is, you know, equities, options, futures, commodities, and a new infrastructure in the financial markets, which is crypto. Um, And we want to bring these two worlds together. Uh, And we feel like a platform like ours that is able to handle, you know, automated investing as part of your portfolio, a very easy, you know, constructive way to do this um where you are actually able to see the parallels between these two like one of the things i've been doing is looking at crypto markets to understand how futures are going to play um, and you know vice versa you know if rty is taking off the morning of are, is futures going to follow which could be a good indicator for the crypto markets as well and so these are the types of things that um, you know as an individual it becomes really really hard to manage all of these different components but a platform like ours, I think, enables people to explore these types of opportunities.
1: Uh huh. And also, you know, the other broad thing is, you know, crypto is also rising in popularity. And in a way, you know, within the crypto industry, you sort of know there's, in a way, two kinds of people. So, you know, one kind is sort of the computer scientists, you know, they tend to, you know, code up strategies, you know, create, you know, create DAOs, create, you know, new infrastructure. And yeah, yeah. And then on the other hand, you know, you've, you've got people like, you know, who just huddle Bitcoin and, you know, say, and, and you know, make economic arguments. Uh, so in a way, you know, you've got, in a way, you know, you've got both, um, you, you, it, it, in a way, you know, you're, you're, you're really um, able to capture that kind of growth when it comes to, um, yeah. when, when it comes to using
0: crypto. So, yeah. And, and one of the things that you, you kind of mentioned is that there's, you know, data scientists and crypto sort of this new revolution for people, you know, accessing trading or a- accessing financial markets. You know, the, the types of investors that we firmly believe will be uh, investing over the long run is, you know, this younger generation who are more actively involved in in active investing, uh, this hustle culture. There was a great article by Andreessen Horowitz, I want to say a couple months ago um, about you know, active investing versus passive investing and how active investing is going to become part of the definition of someone's portfolio. Uh, and we firmly believe that like Gen Y, Gen Z millennials will participate in doing this. And uh, like you know Suria, I know you I know you're in college, I know you're you know financially savvy. I know you have a financial podcast. You're well aware of what's going on in the markets, and this is this is going to be that definition going forward, where you got to manage your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to even the playing field. We want to democratize this uh, to everyone. And uh, I'll, 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 I'll finish on the on this last point for this one, but you know, it's not unreasonable in my mind that you'll have financial analysts in the future making their strategies and making their theses available to everyone. So you don't have to be an LP at an investment firm. You can find the advisor, the investment analyst, the principal, like the principal, whoever it may be, posting these strategies available to you. And you can actually subscribe to them, Uh, which again, you know, providing data-driven responses or providing, you know, historical information around those strategies. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, you made that point where you talked about how when uh, you you mentioned the A16Z article about active versus uh, passive investing and how active investing or active trading is going to play a larger role within people's portfolios. You no, know, recently, you know, you've sort of seen the rise of movements like the fire movement, the fire financial independence retire early movement, um, which usually and you know these type of movements typically or uh, you know all, all the all the various accounts on Instagram, Twitter, etc. that talk about financial literacy, they typically tend to advocate for an investment um, for. A, for an investment plan that involves dollar cost averaging into various index funds, various et various index ETFs, et cetera, which which is obviously passive investing and so do you think you know that trend is going to change? do you think that you know eventually do you think that eventually the norm is going to shift towards active mm-hmm. uh, active uh, more active invest uh, more active strategies simply because you know that, that's sort of you know breaking equities goal you know you're heavily reliant on a lot of people you know using these active trading strategies.
0: Yeah. So one, I think dollar cost averaging should never go away, right? This is, this is a tried true investment. Uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger are where they are because they bought and hold for a long period of time. Um, I don't think that, you know, p- passive investing let's, let's call it passive investing should ever go away. I think active investing will become part of the m- more normal definition um, Because, you know, if you participate in an ETF, you almost have um, if you participate in one of these larger ETFs that are not necessarily active, that do quarterly rebalancing, you know, that by definition is a good thing because you're providing stability and you're diversifying your risk. Right. Which is, you know, principle of of financial management. Um, Uh But what you what I what we're saying is if you take 10 percent of your portfolio and you have a higher risk tolerance and a higher risk uh, you know, management, you can potentially increase uh, your, your risk to reward and in your, in your gains. And uh, you mentioned dollar cost averaging and I'll, I'll just throw this antidote out there, uh, which is we actually built a strategy uh, that we've been testing internally to, to breaking equity, which is um, dollar cost average on dips. And what I mean by that is, you know, dollar cost averaging basically means you invest periodically regardless of whatever the price may be. Mm -hmm. And we've built a strategy where uh, over time you basically accumulate money in a fund and in your account. And instead of just doing this periodically, you'll wait for some percentage drop and then invest. And what we found is that actually outperforms standard dollar cost averaging. Uh, and uh, you know do- outperforms dollar cost averaging and buy and hold because wow. it's looking for for those time opportunities as opposed to just saying every first and fifteenth invest fifty dollars. and this this is kind of what I mean by uh, you know active investing compared to passive investing. Obviously, you don't want to do this with your entire portfolio or your you know your entire savings account, but you know, an extra 5% compounded annually is a significant, you know, change in total returns.
1: Mm-hmm. Got it, got it. Yeah, and uh, I, I believe I read that when uh, when I was going through your blog, you know, your blog has a lot of interesting studies. So one that's obviously one that's interesting is the one on how you know the most of the returns for the S and P five hundred tend to happen overnight rather than you know actually during market hours and and you know the fact that a lot of these traders tend to underperform coin flips and uh, so so I think so I think that was very interesting to read.
0: Yeah, I mean it's one of the things that we're really um, we call we call it the algo lab because we really try and take a scientific approach to how we're how we're doing these things. So uh, what ends up happening is. Michael and I will basically be talking, you know, and and coming up with different types of strategies based upon what we read, whether it's like a CNBC article or an economist article or like Wall Street Journal and be like, hey, man, what about the price of oil compared to, you know, SPX and and then in the tech market and see if there's some sort of opportunity there or like, you know, Tesla earnings was yesterday and it's just on fire today but we're saying like does this have an impact on the rest of the electric vehicle market
1: uh-huh.
0: and what is that and can we find potentially cheaper uh entry and exit points compared to you know buying a share of tesla against against the strategy so that, like we really just try and find ways to uh construct systems around what we're doing
1: mm-hmm. yep No, a broad problem when it comes to quantitative trading is that some information, you know, may or may not be quantitative. So, for example, you know, there there is a, I guess, a rule of thumb. So, you know, if you see, say, if you're the long wheat and, you know, The Economist covers talking about a coming food crisis, you know, sell sell your wheat position, which is, or if you're like long tech and, you know, Barron's Barron's front page is full of, you know, why tech is going to, Change the future, you know that that's your opportunity to sell tech, and so. But these sort of strategies can one while they're a nice rule of thumb, and they're obviously comical. Um, it's it becomes very hard to quantify and test these kind of strategies. So you know one, you know is there is there is there something that breaking equities is doing in order to solve that sort of a problem and to, you know, if it is, you know, if, yeah. it, if it is, or if someone ha- wants to do something about it, you know, would, you know, how would you actually go about quantifying or, you know, trying to look at uh, something that's not directly quantifiable, like a magazine headline?
0: Yeah. So we're, you know, we're still pretty early in our development phases, but uh-huh. all of the founders have, AI and ML backgrounds, which again, is kind of counter to, you know, we don't have the traditional finance background. What we have is, you know, sentiment analysis and artificial intelligence and building automated systems. So we we, we definitely know how to access this data and then turn it into, um, you know, act- physical data points um, and then actually converting that. And, and this was one of the things that... Um, you know ray dalia was so big on in building bridgewater and his automated trading strategies uh which is you know everything can be turned into a data point for uh for how to evaluate something um and you know even sensory inputs for for how we're actually evaluating these things can be turned into data points so this is kind of where we think uh, think the market's going to head to right like there are a number of services out there that do like P, PR releases and sentiment analysis against those PR releases. You can you can run that type of data. You could do this for you know news. You could do this for 10Ks. You could do this for uh, you know con- congressional filings. These are just data points with which you can can trade against. So that's another ETF that we have built, which is congressional trades and following specific traders. Yeah. Um, Nancy Pelosi seems to. Yeah, the you NVIDIA, know, the chip, uh, when the chip bill was going out. So. That's that's the one that most recently came out. And she, like, you know, good good on her, solid investment. Uh, I know the Chips Act is coming out soon too, but, um, you know, like, if you want to follow Berkshire Hathaway's investments, why not build an automated strategy to do that when you don't have the funds to buy a share of Berkshire and I know fractional shares are a thing, but like you, you could do this in your own portfolio uh, without paying for the fees. That's the beauty of what we're trying to do. Like imagine your own ETS without paying fees. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep. And and so in a way, you can sort of. So if you if you look, at this, so there there are various. Um, various ETFs that tend to be actively managed. And so, you know, the firm that I work for, Simplify, you know, we're trying to innovate within the active, actively managed ETF ETF world. And when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, um, so when you say, you know, building your own ETF, so could you expand a little bit more on that? So do you mean, you know, being able to set up a portfolio that follows a set of rules or mandate that, you know, you've previously set up? Or well, yes. what exactly do you mean?
0: Yeah, so you can you can build automations, um, automated trading strategies, uh, to effectively automate your portfolio every day to do like automated rebalancing or follow uh, these these strategies that these people are using. Like Kathy Wood is another one, right, who has uh, a basket of of stocks that she invests in as part of Ark, which is effectively an ETF. Right. And you could build your own. Say you don't like a a specific stock uh, in in that portfolio. I'll just, you know, nothing against Exxon, but let's just say you are more in favor of green energy and you don't want to participate in Exxon. You can build your own ETF around green energy and exclude Exxon as part of that. Um, Again, you know, not providing any sort of direction here but this is what's possible. Um, and you're no longer dictated uh, to do these things or subscribe to these strategies. Um, you're able to build your own. And if you have ideas, you can do this. And if someone else comes up with a type of ETF that you're a fan of or a strategy that you're a fan of, you can subscribe to this, to those strategies um, and ensure that they're working.
1: Got it. And so, and so really, so really what you're doing is in a you know, way you're trying to figure out, okay, you know, what, what is this person doing you know what is kathy wood doing or what is warren buffett doing and then trying to build a portfolio just based around what basically
0: what they're doing so yeah and and it's really you know um i may be a little biased here but it it works um i employ this myself uh as part of my own portfolio you know um and i uh, I, I genuinely think this is the next evolution of how retail will work in terms of, you know, first you, first you bought a stock, then you bought a couple stocks, then you participated in an ETF, then you participated in robo-advisors and automated rebalancing, um, then you participated uh, in, in a number of, you know, buying stocks on Robinhood because financial deb- democratization became a thing. Um, then you participated in the options. Uh, really, the next evolution is how to automate these things.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you know, so could you sort of explain you know, why is now the time for AI? Why is now the time to uh, implement these automated strategies when it comes to trading or investing?
0: Yeah, this, it, it, the time is now because it, we're making it available, right? So the greatest barriers of entry, again, are, are time, uh, money, and, and access, and, and knowledge. On top of that, like, how do you how do you actually trade, right? Because trading trading again is hard. And you know, I've been trading for upwards of, of ten years now, and I still consider myself an active learner. Uh, and some days I do well, and some days I get spanked. So it just it just kind of happens that way. Um, but if you can build systems and have the access. And you have the data and you have the ability to do these things now. Why not participate? Because you know, hedge funds are doing this every single day. They're automating their trades. We're we're now leveling the playing field that you get to do the same types of things that these these guys are. Uh-huh. Um, and it's 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 available, it's here. So to go, yeah. that, that's why, like I think. I think it'd be silly if you're actively trading to not automate your trades because it, it just does everything for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know when you
1: when you look at the evolution of how you know computer science or how automation has entered trading, so you know, if you go all the way back to the 1980s or 1990s, and you know, that's when you know Renaissance uh, and their medallion fund you know became a thing, and you know you saw other or, you know, other shops. You know you saw. Um, Stevie Cohen, you know, you saw uh two Sigma Investments, et cetera. So, you know, where yeah, so uh and so you know from there, you know, as as from there, as you mentioned, you know, if you take if we jump all the way to the 2010s, you know, we saw the we saw you know robot advisors become a thing, like Akons, for example, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. after the after that, you know, as you mentioned, Robinhood Robin Hood became very big, you know, because it really democratized the way finance functioned. And now, you know, we're seeing breaking equity strategies, uh, start to, start to democratize, you know, the implementation of AI and automation within trading mm-hmm. strategies. So what was there, you know, where, you know, in your view, you know, where do we, you know, where, what comes
0: next? Uh, after, uh, after I implemented like active, yep. uh, trading, um, you know that's that's a great question. I mean, I I still think the the horizon, if you will, for uh, people becoming more accessible, you know, the in the know people, the the, the creators of systems, is going to be significantly accelerated. Um, but this is this is where I think the market environment is going to go, where you you don't need the two hundred fifty thousand dollars to become an LP uh you'll have these people who have ideas who know what they're doing accessible to people Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really where it's going to go and you'll see um the next thing that i honestly think will happen in the market is the markets become open 24 7 globally and you'll see sort of this like globalization movement because of you know crypto is active 24 7 you're seeing cboe making spx futures uh spx and futures open you know on a daily basis nearly 24/7 um mm-hmm. this is the this is kind of where i think it'll go just because there's there's so much activity in in where the market's headed right now
1: mm-hmm. yep yep and so yeah when it comes to uh so again okay, so, you know going back to uh breaking equities so well, one broad thing when it comes to testing out these strategies is thinking through one, you know, in sample versus out of sample testing. Um, and that, that tends to be a crucial part of general statistical analysis. So you no, know, is this, so, you know, how, how possible is that just within, you know, breaking equity, uh, breaking equity. And, um, and so, you know, and so, you know, when it comes to the and you know, once again, when it comes to uh, breaking equities back tester, so how, uh, how easy is it, uh, how easy is it to use and how, um, uh, when it comes to, say, the UX, uh, UX and the UI. So, you know, do, do, do you need to yeah. have technical knowledge, etc., in order to be able
0: to use it? So, one, you, you don't need technical knowledge to automate your trades anymore. It's totally available. Um, two, uh, we actually built our multiple engines to, like, development engines and, and backtesting engines so that you could actually – Run your strategies in a uh, in a simulated environment, in a live live simulated environment, on different exchanges, and through different brokers. So you can actually see parallels between execution against broker A, execution against broker B, and our own breaking equity engine, right? So. You can actually see the variations there, and, and the entries, exits. You know, what does slippage look like? Um, what is the time frame between, uh, you know, order created versus order executed? Like everything is recorded and available, uh, and it's it's done just via a click. Like click launch your strategy, and you can go from not having any, any automated strategies to launching your automated strategy in a matter of, I think it's five clicks right now and we're even trying to make it easier. So um, like your RSI, like the RSI example that you brought up, uh, I, I think it's a great strategy. I have an awesome screen that runs against it right now. Uh, I mm-hmm. would i would recommend playing around with one of those, but you can launch that within five clicks in breaking equity in a simulated environment and live environment, so total, totally available. Yeah, yep.
1: That's fantastic, man. You no, know, with that, Devin, you know, I wanted to wrap up the podcast, you know, before you go. So one, you know, where can they find, you know, where where can they find breaking equity? And, you know, is there, are there any places to follow breaking equity on say, social media, et cetera? And <laughs>
0: yeah, I really, I really appreciate that question. Uh, available on breakingequity.com. Um, We're, we're actually posting the best strategies of the day on Twitter right now at breaking equity. Um, we come out with blog posts and we, we email those to to subscribers and to registrants. Um, so and, and uh, we actually have a very active Discord with a great group of traders who are uh, who more seem to join all the time. Um, and I know that there are some some uh, big traders in there. So yeah, like we're we're pretty excited about where where the future lies for us. Sure
1: absolutely that's fantastic Devin. thank you so much for being on the podcast it was awesome yeah talking to you. Sorry,
0: thank you so much i appreciate it thank you for listening to market champions to never miss an episode make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next time